This week on the Chokeslam Wrestling Report, we're going to be talking about Nash Carter getting fired from WWE after a picture from eight years ago resurfaced on Twitter. Kimberly, who was the one putting all the allegation against him, was the one who posted this picture. Also, we're going to be talking about Roman Reigns and his injury at WrestleMania. Cody Rhodes talking about he would give advice to any AEW star who wants to come to WWE. We're going to have that and many more on the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. Welcome to another episode of the Choke Slam Wrestling Report. I am your host, the infamous Ultimate One, and we are live. We are live. I was having some issues with the streaming, and I usually don't go live, but I figured, you know what, let's go live now um, so we could get some people in here so we could talk. We could, you know, do whatever we have to do. Um Again, guys, um, I'm trying to do something different because usually what I do is I'll get here on YouTube and do a video or something that important that happened in the world of wrestling. And then I'll do my audio podcast on Sundays. But I figured why do all that when I could just do everything in one audio podcast or video podcast or live streaming podcast doing all in one shot. And you decide whether you want to come here on YouTube and watch the video or you can listen to it through the audio, whether you're driving your car or you're running or whatever the case may be. So I figure do that. Stop giving myself stress and just share whatever I have with my fans or whatever the case may be. So um, one thing I know that when I'm here, I like to uh, do my stuff here and I enjoy doing it and sharing a lot of the information that is going out as far as when it comes to wrestling uh as you guys know i already i say all the time been watching wrestling for 47 years so i come in here with some knowledge you know um but there's a lot of news going on that happened this week um the first one that we're going to talk is about nash carter part of the msk tag team and whatnot and how what happened to him now during the week uh, the weekend of WrestleMania, Kimberly went and posted a picture of herself. Looked like she was beat up. And she said that Nash Carter was abusing her. Now, um, I kind of found this strange that, you know, that she was posting this stuff. And a lot of people were against it. And they were like saying, well, why in the world is this woman posting her personal stuff on Twitter? Especially on Twitter when we got... You know, a lot of people who already make judgment, they're the the judge executioner and they, you know, they start talking about the craziest stuff and give their judgment on certain things or whatever. It kind of brought me back to what happened last year when we had the um, when we had the uh, speak out movement, when we had all these wrestlers, I believe, I think it was 2020. It wasn't last year, but it, it was 2020. When we had a situation with Marty Scrawl, we had um, Velveteen Dream, we had uh, Michael Elgin, uh, 
Uh, and I will be talking about Michael Elgin also. Uh, you know, uh, I forgot the other guy that used to do the bar wrestling. And the Speak Out movement just made a lot of wrestlers quit the scene. A lot of them were, you know, accused. And the, the, the public eye already was started judging a lot of these characters. And some of them retired. Like, uh, a lot of them retired. I can't remember... A lot of the guys, because I haven't heard from them in three years, so I pretty much, you know, forgot all about them. But when Dice saw this with Nash Carter and Kimberly, and Kimberly name didn't hit me right away that this is the same Kimberly who wrestles in Impact Wrestling. So I was saying to myself, okay, so we're having all this thing going on. Now we had, and the minute she put that in there, there were guys defending um, Nash Carter, all, oh, you know, you know, you're giving your one side story. I, I mean, to me, I always say any man who puts his, his hand on a woman is a coward. But I didn't want to judge wider weight because I wanted to see where it was going to go. And sure enough, I believe it was Wednesday or Tuesday that the news came in that Nash Carter was fired. But it was he wasn't fired because of the allegations that Kimberly gave. He got fired because she posted a picture of him Taking a picture of him, I guess he shaved him, shaved his mustache and made himself look like Hitler and took a picture. I said to myself, why would she do that? Why would she try to end a man's career? Is he really beating her? And I was like, wow, this this Hitler stuff is going to end his career. But as days can't continue and other podcasts started reporting, it seems that Kimberly was already she she was trying to get back at him for a situation where I guess he was dating another female and I guess he got engaged and served her divorce paper. And what a better way than a woman to try to get revenge on a man to do some heinous stuff, you know, and not the words that a woman scorn that to get back at you than to put a picture of him from eight years ago. And that pretty much ended his probably his wrestling career right now but the thing is whether he did that uh put the picture probably he was joking because we can't judge we can't say oh you know he's a uh you know uh uh you know a nazi you know neo-nazi type of guy we do stuff behind the scene in our private lives and we probably do stupid stuff and but we don't share it and whatnot but for you to do something like that to a guy who's had a promising career with you know part of msk they gave him the nxt tag team titles this past sunday or saturday uh standalone takeover whatever it was called and then for this to happen and for wwe automatically go and fired him it, it's crazy because it's like you didn't fire him when kimberly was you know uh accusing him or him beating on her which I don't believe it either because, I mean, she's a woman wrestler. You're going to tell me you being a woman wrestler, you can't fight a man? You can't beat him up or whatever? And then, even if those pictures she has of her with scratches, a busted little lip or scratches, whatever, that could, that could have been done by her or that could have been in a wrestling match and she took pictures and but used it as, you know, for her to get have pity. She got caught lying saying that she, she didn't, no west wife that they didn't she didn't know them and then they they had to west wife had to put pictures online and say look yes she does know me so pretty much 
I don't know what's going to happen to her because I don't know if she's still contract with Impact Wrestling, if I'm correct. If she is or not, or she got let go. But this is some crazy stuff in wrestling. It brought me back to the Speak Up movement when I saw those pictures, when I saw everything. And now, this is a drama and a half, if you think about it. It is drama and a half. And, you know, you, you have to, um, you know, something you can't judge. Because somebody puts something on social media and right away you have these wrestling fans start judging. And there were a lot of people was not happy with her when she started posting a lot of her pictures about her being getting beat by Nash Carter. Um, some people said this is not a place for you to air out your laundry. It's not a place to, to make yourself looking for pity. And then I guess the whole thing, she continued to lie, whatever it was. And, and it came back to bite her ass because now... You know, everybody knows she was lying. And this is, I see it as a revenge. She was got served the voice papers and her way to getting back at him was posting this picture and got him fired. You understand what you did? You just made a man who probably put his wrestling, uh, put it, this was his career. And you just pretty much did this to get back at him. And he may never wrestle again. I mean, there's a possibility that probably some promotion or some, you know, maybe Impact will bring him back. He was part of, the, I forgot the name of the group that he was part of, uh, Trey Miguel. And, um, you know, he might go back to Impact. You never know. Because, I mean, like I said, that pitch is eight years old. Eight years. So basically, that was in, 20, what, 2014? So maybe he did that in his uh, private of his own home. It doesn't really matter whether he did it or not. It's just the bottom line is that, you know, that's his private. That was a private picture with it. How she got her hands on it, we don't know. Did he still had it in his phone? We don't know. You know what I'm saying? And for you to keep something like a picture like that, you shouldn't keep it because whether you was joking around or not, whatever your, your preferences, whatever you do behind in your private time, you know, you pretty much why you saved that picture how the hell she got her hands on that picture you know what I'm saying? and now it costs you your job with nxt you was part of the nxt tag team championship they gave you the belt and then three days later now you don't have it now those belts are up for you know i guess a, in a tournament or somebody is going to go and and, and uh, how you call it end up um you know winning those tag team belts and but what's going to happen with west you know so it's it's, it's just crazy um and other WWE news, Roman Reigns supposedly um, they're claiming that he got hurt in his match with Brock Lesnar. Uh, I didn't see the match. I'm, I'm hearing a lot of people saying that the match was not great at all because it was spear, suplex, spear, suplex through the whole match. And people, I guess, you know, a typical Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar match. Now, was I surprised that Roman won the the the, uh, the the belt? No. Now, my question is, he's walking around with two belts now. So, why don't they just unify the belt, make a, create another different belt? And, um, you know, come up with something. Because I, those WWE belts with a big W on it, it's just, it, it looks cheap. Those belts look cheap. I'm sorry. They might have the studded diamonds on it and all that. They look cheap. They need to, you know, change things around a little bit. You know what I'm saying? It changed things around. Um, 
you know, it's crazy. But um, I don't know. Uh, they are. I think they're going to unify the uh, the tag team belts. Uh, as you saw last night at SmackDown, if you saw SmackDown, uh, Roman Reigns told the Usos um, he wants them to go to Raw and get those belts. Um, is it a possibility they're going to be able to do that? If they do that, that means they are unifying the belts and they're unifying the world title. If they don't do that and the Usos lose, they're pretty much telling you that Roman Reigns and his uh, tribal chief storyline is going to come to an end soon. I don't know how, but... Because right now, if you look at it, they don't have a legit uh, baby face. Someone that's going to give Roman Reigns a run for his money except Cody. Now, Cody just got there. So how is that going to help? How is that, you know, what, you know, because right now, Cody's supposed to wrestle with a Miz come this Monday. Uh, I think he's probably going to win that match by disqualification. Something's going to happen because I'm st- I think Miz is still feuding with the Mysterios. After he turned on, on, on Paul Logan or whatever his name is and, and whatnot. So, um, I mean, it's interesting. We'll see because uh, Cody made that that uh, a promo, which uh, they're saying that it was scripted. Um, but if it was scripted, it, might have, it could have been he typed it all out. It was familiar with the same thing he did in AEW. That's what I'm going to say right now. The only difference was that he talked about how his father never got to hold the WWF at that time or the WWE title ever, the world title. Um, he, and back in 1977, in September of 1977, he had a wrestling match with superstar Billy Graham. And it looked like Dusty Rhodes won the title. And it turned out that he didn't. And you can see the picture that night. When he, Cody was talking about it, he was holding the belt. And that was the only time that Cody was ever able to hold that belt. Not Cody, I'm not sorry, Dusty. You know, hold the belt, but he didn't win the match. So, Cody doing a promo that sounded so, so similar to what he did in AEW. Tells you that he probably wrote it himself and got approval of Vince McMahon. Now, where's Cody going to be at at this time? I don't know. But there's also words coming in that uh, from Cody saying that he will try. He promised to give AEW stars honest advice or joining WWE. I think Cody's going to be used by Vince McMahon uh, once an AEW star's contract ends in AEW to try to bring him in to WWE. You know, um, because I mean, to me. A lot, you know, Cody had a lot of friends. He probably had a lot of people probably didn't like him in AEW, but I'm sure there's other wrestlers that really liked him. So if their contract is up, I'm sure Cody could be like, well, I could talk to this guy. We could bring him in, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting um, if, if, and I say if, whoever, let's say, contract is up and they feel they need to, to come to WWE because Cody's there, it could happen. I could see Cody doing that. I could actually see Cody doing that and, and trying to, um, you know, um, have um, any wrestler. I don't know who it is, whose contract is up soon. Oh, he could, he could try to bring an MJF. MJF is, two, what, two more years? His contract is up. And if Cody's still there, he could bring him in. I mean, it's not like MJF's never been in WWE because he was like, he played that bodyguard with 
Samoa Joe, whatever. Um, but um, we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be very, very, very interesting. Hi, this is James Rodens from the WNR podcast, and you are listening to the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. So now let's talk about, about, you know, William Regal, who reacted to Triple H leaving the boots in the ring at WrestleMania. He said that um, he was uh, pretty much happy that Triple H did his thing. Um, And, I mean, I I was kind of surprised that Triple H actually did that on WrestleMania. I mean, and I said it in my podcast last week where they show – Triple H at the Hall of Fame, he looked at like he was miserable, like he didn't even want to be there. Uh, and um, so William Regal seeing him retire, he, you know, I, I guess to what I read was he was contempt that, you know, William Regal, you know, oh, actually Triple H retired, whatever. And, and it's funny because I remember William Regal wrestling in WCW and, um, Triple H being terrorizing at that time. And I think that one time they teamed up together at one night in WCW. So, you know, those two were the pee in the pods. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, you know, Triple H retires. William Regal was let go. And pretty much, like I said, Triple H, uh, you know, the fact that he's retired is because his father-in-law. His father-in-law drove him over the edge, if you really think about it. He drove him over the edge. And... He had heart problems, and then he ended up had to retire. I mean, I think Triple H still had probably another year on him because he still looks fit. But, you know, it's sad to see Triple H retire. Uh, but he has so many, many wonderful matches that I, I remember seeing as far as him with Mick Foley, uh, The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, uh, um, Batista, uh, The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, in those matches, even though he had a bad reputation for – People saying him burying certain people, um, you know, him having issues with Bill Goldberg, him having issues with Big Papa Pump. Uh, so, you know, and for him not to retire, you know, it, it's crazy. So, you know, and another uh, news that I saw this week was AEW star Tony Storm admits that she nearly retired from wrestling. Listen, I, I don't blame her after what WWE did to her. You know what I'm saying? She was in NXT UK. She was like the NXT U- Women's UK champion for a very long time. She was well-known. People loved her. And the minute she came to NXT up here in the United States, and then they moved her to SmackDown, and that's where the big, big embarrassment. They embarrassed her. I mean, Charlotte Flair has the nerves to say, oh, you know, Tony Storm is a great wrestler, whatever, and I wish we could have work longer but you're at fault you the one who was responsible for making her look bad because you play politics in the back she plays politics in the back and charlotte flair is horrible i mean i was watching her match with her and ronda rousey and the woman can't do a moonsault why are you doing a moonsault your moons her moonsaults are horrible are horrible so tony storm says she was about to retire and the, what i'm reading here she has said I put my entire life into becoming the best professional wrestler I could be. I lost that part of myself and it brought on a lot 
of feelings and emptiness and sadness that I can't even describe. I traveled the entire world to be good at this. And there she goes, go to WWE and WWE, of course, you know, they only push the people they want. And I know people who are watching this may say, well, you know what? You're always putting down WWE, but it's the facts. You're pushing Tony Storm and Charlotte Flair could have had a nice little storyline. It could have been long-term booking. It would have been a great match. But instead, they embarrass Tony Storm. You come, you bring back Ronda Drowsy, like they're calling her from other podcasts. Ronda Rousey doesn't even want to be there. She doesn't want to be there. She's acting like she wants to be there. I mean, she's going along with the storyline, but she doesn't really want to be there because she doesn't like getting booed. People, I mean, there was a a, a um um a report that I know. There you go. The report the WrestleMania statistics show significant decrease in the fan interest in Ronda Rousey. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Ronda Rousey, Meltzer, Meltzer, who was the one who knows the the, the interest in the SmackDown Women's Championship match. And Ronda Rousey especially was low for the show. He said, as far after the show completed, complete interest level, everything like the Google or Mania, Cody was number one, Austin was number two, Roman was number four, and Ronda Rousey was not high, which is an interesting one because she's been so high going in. So the bloom is off, the Ronda Rousey rose, by the way. So nobody cared. Is Ronda Rousey was wrestling Charlotte. And this is what I'm talking about. They could have, you know, they could have done something with um, with Tony Storm. It could have had a long term. It probably would have affected the Rumble, whatever. And maybe later on, you know, Tony Storm could have moved on to doing something else. But they didn't. That embarrassed her. And that, oh, she almost quit. She only, and now she's in AEW. She's in AEW. So, um, also, and it's funny that we're talking about Tony Storm, another female wrestler who I sold the scrum from Ring of Honor last week. Mercedes Martina reveals why she let retribution. She said not to take away from anything that anybody in that group, they have their own decisions to make. For me personally, in my career in 20 years, I really didn't want to change anything that I had worked so hard for. Again, bring the fact that Mercedes Martinez, another one, who was part of Retribution, the failed faction that WWE tried to bring in, and they wanted to change her name. I forgot what was her name, but she felt that, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to change something that I worked for 20 years. The woman's been in the independent scene for 20 years. And here you go, and you bring her up from NXT to put her in this faction, and boom. You're trying to, you know, change the woman, her name, whatever. And she felt like, no, I'm not doing this. I worked too hard for that. It is, it's crazy. It is crazy for anyone to even try to change. I mean, I don't understand why WWE just look. Right now, they just show when Cody came. Cody using the American Nightmare name. He's using the same theme song and whatnot. But that's for now. That is for now. Who knows if he's maybe six, seven months from now. They might change his they might change his his theme song. They might change his look and whatnot. You know? Surprise he's still got the blonde hair. You know? 
And who knows if he'll be in the title picture here from now April all the way to December. Where he will be at. Because that's what I'm saying. Like, they try to change things. And and I understand. They, they do this with everybody. They did it with Walter. Now his name is Gunter. It's, it's crazy. So, I, I don't know. It, it, it just amazes me and whatnot on how WWE works. And don't get me wrong. That WrestleMania Night 1 was good. It was pretty good. It was decent. I won't say it was great. It was decent. I, I was surprised that Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestled that night against Kevin Owens. But, you know, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So, The Pro Wrestling Vault. 35 short stories, including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 300 photos from the independent scene. Taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com or LanceByChance.com. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives. Supercar of Honor drew over 20,000 buys. And that's a good move. I mean, this hasn't been done since, I think, Best in the World, probably 2018 and whatnot. But Tony Khan taking over Ring of Honor is, is a good move. And think about it. We're talking about Tony Khan. Tony Khan, even though I, I saw him in the scrum, and when he's in there, I don't know if he got he's drinking too much Red Bull. He'd be hyper. He just, uh, you could tell he's a real mark. He gets on the mic, he's screaming and all that. You know, that's a little, that's a little turn off for me. But if you think about it, he, he, you know, he owns two wrestling company in less than three years. Okay. He owns Ring of Honor and the whole fact that, you know, he was able to, Grabbed Ring of Honor Supercar from from the guys who had Ring of Honor, which was Sinclair at that time, and was able to um, pretty much create a car. It was a great pay-per-view last week. Great car. The FTR versus, you know, FTR versus the Briscoe was off the hook. And, you know, you can't, you can't ask for anything better than that. You can't. You can't ask for anything better than that. You know, the whole car... Uh, you had Willow Nightingale against Mercedes Martinez. Great match. You had Suzuki, Minoru Suzuki winning the Ring of Honor TV title by defeating Red Titus. I mean, the Jay Lethal versus uh, who Lethal for last week that he, um, I know he, he he cheated. Matter of fact, Lee Moriarty. So it was a great car overall. And that's, that's a good thing when it comes to, uh, you know, the fact that Ring of Honor right now. Is owned by you know by by Tony Khan and not only that they he may put guys like Jonathan Gresham to put the Ring of Honor World Title on the line and 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 they're not going to use the new title they're not using all the all the, the the recent one that Bandito had Ring of Honor they're going to use the old Ring of Honor that Jonathan Gresham has been carried since February and that's going to be the title that he feels that it needs to be honor and respect so that's gonna be interesting 
uh, WrestleMania statistics show a significant decrease. Uh, we already talked about that. Um, decrease on Ronda Rousey. We talked about the WWE announced WrestleMania 38 was the highest grossing event in the company history. But they're combining it. So, it's again, WWE trying to make themselves look like, oh, we did so great. I mean, 78,000 fans, 70,000 fans on night one and maybe another 80,000 night two. That's not bad. Uh, overall, 150,000 uh, fans on uh, no, two nights showed up for this event. I mean, I'm very surprised that they were able to... to uh, have that much because I think last year they only had 40,000 in every both nights. They did a 30,000 increase, but I knew they weren't going to sell out. A lot of people were not going to come to that event, but even though night one was better than night two, but we'll see. They, they have to change things around. They have to. It's just you can't. There's no way in the world you know continue doing the same thing. So, um, also we have here Tony. G Khan gives his thoughts on Cody Rhodes' WrestleMania WWE return on WrestleMania. He said that he did lose a very prominent free agent, but were but he was debuting um, on Wednesday. Samoa Joe, where we saw Samoa Joe, uh, and he Samoa Joe is wrestling, I believe, if I'm correct, Manua Suzuki next Wednesday. You can't ask for anything better for the Ring of Honor TV title on the line. Um, uh, he said in the past, Tony Conte in the past 30 days where also debuted Tony Storm, who we just spoke about, who was incredible last week in her win against the Bunny, and Jeff Hardy, one of the biggest stars in wrestling. He said, we have a lot of excitement happening here, and that's our focus. Which, you know, you know, it's crazy. But AEW may be having some problems coming very soon. And that is, it's going to be a very important change coming for the future AEW. Kathleen, Kathleen Finch, the former chief lifestyle brand officer at Discovery, will be the person to put in charge at TBS as part of the warning menu and Discovery merger. So the station will have her vision. So what that means is, you know how AEW always got that blood like we saw with Wheeler Yuta this week with uh, John Moxley. Um, she may come on in, in there. This, this is the problem when it comes to wrestling. She may just come in there and be like, no, nah, you can't have blood in the wrestling in the wrestling match. Or you can't have cursing um, in this. You know, and this would happen with WCW. When Time Warner went and bought WCW. They, they, they vision was a stupid vision. When you got people in suits, people in corporate, they don't know nothing about professional wrestling, they are going to come in and damage the product. And this is not good. This is not a good sign for anybody when it comes to AEW because they I think they they um re-up is I think 2024 and this is not good at all because they said they're going to put it at her vision we don't know what her vision is she may hate wrestling who knows you know these 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 people in suits and uh, little dresses may not like what Tony Khan is doing um also Michael Elgin and I brought that up earlier to return to pro wrestling and Noah on April 30th. Now, Michael Elgin got fired two years ago from Impact Wrestling because he got, uh, he was reported he was sending explicit text messages to female wrestlers and other stuff. And he, and this is not the first time 
this man has done such a thing. Also, he is suing Impact Wrestling because he claimed there's a, a breach of contract. I think he's not going to win that. Uh, so, Michael Elgin is coming back to wrestling. Now, this is not good because uh, not only that, not, not only him trying to come back, but I saw Marty Scroll doing something with, uh, I forgot the guy's name then. Oh, my. Uh, Flip Gordon. I saw him doing something on Instagram. And if you let guys like that come back into the wrestling, you're letting everybody else. You might as well just let all these people who were back in the days doing little dirt behind the scene and, and all that stuff. That's just me. Um, so Michael August is supposed to be returning back to Noah. I don't know uh, if he's ever going to be wrestling here in the States. I don't think it's ever going to happen, um, you know, with the bad repetition he has already. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen with that. So also the Briscoe brother is announced for April Impact Wrestling tapings. That's going to be interesting um, to see the Briscoes coming in into um, to Impact and wrestle by the Good Brothers. I mean, I think they had a match already with the Good Brothers at the Multiverse um, that they had this past weekend. Hey, what's going on? It's your boy, Jada Red Sante, host of Turnbuckle Tabloid, and you're listening to the Choke Slam Wrestling Report. AEW Dynamite. Uh, we saw um, we saw AEW Dynamite open up a great, great match between Adam Cole and Christian Christian Cage. This match was awesome with both guys giving it all, but Cole stole the match after he pretty much poked Christian in the eye. And after he pinned him, you know, Red Dragon comes in and jumps Christian, which brought in Jurassic Express. And then Hangman Page came into the ring to challenge Adam Cole in a Texas death match for next Friday, I think it is. So I still see Adam Cole beating Hangman Page for that belt because that's going to be the seed that's going to be planted. So when Kenny Omega comes back and um, have his little feud with Adam Cole. Owen Hart qualified match saw Samoa Joe be Max Caster. Samoa Joe dominated Max Caster. And afterward, hit his muscle buster. I haven't seen him hit that in a long time. Samoa Joe then gets interrupted by Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt. And that's probably going to be a problem when, um, you know, when Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt show up next week. They said they got a surprise for him. And Samoa Joe is supposed to wrestle um, Minoru Suzuki for the Ring of Honor TV title. Maybe they cost him the match. Who knows what it is. We saw uh, a promo with the Blackpool Combat Club setting up for the matches for Rampage. We saw Sean D versus Sean Spears. This storyline is getting good because with the Warlow stuff, I mean, MJF came out with a commentary uh, to commentary like always. And then security at the back was taken out by Warlow. Warlow took like about 10, eight guys back there. And, you know, it wasn't until the, when he got to the ringside area where the three big muscle guys stopped him from going, going after MJF. It kind of pretty much... Uh, distracted Sean Spear, who got pinned by Sean uh, Dean. So, uh, Sean Dean got a win over MJF and Sean Spear. So, that's interesting. Afterwards, um, you know, uh, Sean's, 
De- uh, Sean Dean left and Sh- Warlow laughing because he just cost Sean Spears the match. We had our best friend promo. We saw Yuta and Trent having issues again. I see Yuta uh, joining the Blackpool Combat Club. Eddie Kingston promo uh, to show the what happened in the back with the uh, the Jericho uh, Appreciation Society and Kingston and the uh, Power and Powerful. Pretty much Eddie Kingston told um, Jericho uh, Appreciation Society is on site when they catch him. So, but it's still three. I still say it's three on five. You need to get two other people involved in this. You can't have this because they're going to get beat up every week. We had the Hook and Danhausen promo, which is a little funny. Jade Carhill promo. She did another promo. She's wrestling. I forgot the girl's name. She used to be in part of the Four Horsewoman with Ronda Rousey. MJF promo challenge Sean Dean. Tables match. We saw uh, Butch and the Blade against the Hardys. This match is one thing I want to talk about, and I'm going to criticize as A lot of people think I don't criticize AEW. What would made this match was kind of stupid. I'm going to tell you why. Because the match was a tables match. No disqualification. Now, in the middle of the match, Excalibur claimed, well, this elimination. Uh, elimination for what? If there's no disqualification. So, supposedly, Jeff Hardy got eliminated first. Then, uh... Butcher got eliminated. So now, okay, so these guys are eliminated, so those two guys should leave. They left Matt Hardy and Blade to go at it. But the Hardys won that match when Jeff threw himself on the top of the damn, uh, how you call it, from the top of the uh, ladder and landed on Blade through the table. And the match was over. I found that very stupid. I, I, I don't know who came up with this idea. If it's a tables match. The whole concept of the match is to throw your opponent through the table. Why you even got an elimination style? If that was going to be the case, then you need to tell the Jeff, go to the back. If Butcher got pinned, go to the back. They ain't do none of that. None of it. It, 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 it was crazy. Um, the AF, AFO comes out afterwards, so does Sting. And, 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 and I thought Darby was going to come up, but I didn't see Darby anywhere to be found. So I don't know where they're going with this storyline. I'm tired. To be honest, I'm tired of this AFO thing. I'm really tired of it. I'm like, can we change this a little bit? Um, you know, why you still got, why you got to draw this with Private Party, Butch and the Blade? It doesn't make any sense to me at all. I mean, like, come on. Andrade's is better than this. You know what I'm saying? Then we had the Owen Hart qualifier match. We had Julia Hart versus Hiroki Shida. Uh, Julia kicks out the varsity blonde, which I find I found that weird. And I still say Julia Hart's going to join the House of Black because she got blinded by them. So that's going to happen. Uh, but Julia kicked out the varsity blonde and it looked like she'll be joining the House of Black. But Shida ends up beating her. And then after that, afterwards, Serena Deeb tried to attack Shida from behind with a chair but got caught. And then we had like a standoff, but Deeps left. Then we had the Swerve promo. Swerve gets attacked by Team Tad and whatnot by Hobbs and Starks. But Keith Lee comes in to help him. He puts Hobbs through a wall, which was very interesting. He looked like the Incredible Hulk when he did that shit. So then we have the one of the best tag team matches, I, again, in less than a week. We saw the Young Bucks versus the FTR for the Ring of Honor and the AAA tag team titles this match was awesome i mean there's no other word to describe it ftr to me is the best tag team in the world right now okay they 
old school style and now them walking around with two belts with a ring of honor and the triple a but they ended up defeating the young bucks but it wasn't easy these two teams went at it and it was a classic ftr versus young bar two classic and the fact that the ftr had a classic match with the briscoe then another classic match with the young bucks what that tells you in less than a week ftr right now the best tag team in the world the ftr killed it again last uh, fr- uh last wednesday Rampage had Moxley, uh, actually not Boxley, Dave um, Danielson versus Trent. Um, that was a good match. Trent called Danielson on a two-pay suicida. He turned it into a Saido suplex on the outside, which was very interesting and whatnot. And then, but then Danielson kind of, you know, returned the favor because he caught Trent. I think he was trying to jump over the Robosun and got caught and got thrown straight to the uh, steel steps. This was a great match between the both of them, but Danielson pretty much knocked out Trent, and he ends up winning the match. Madden of the Year promo and Cyber Guevara and Ty Crunch. That's all I gotta say. This is not interesting me no more because Sam Ty Ty Conti has become the other Brandy Rose. Turn off the TV. Sammy Guevara and them two. The I, I can't. I can't. You know they still with this. Man of the Year thing, feuding with Sammy. I mean, uh, they're not doing nothing with the TNT belt right now. So, Swerve versus QT Marshall. This was a convincing win by Swerve. Um, I like what Swerve is doing lately. They continue, they continue the Ricky Starks and Swerve back and forth situation. So, they're still feuding with that. We saw Willow Nightingale versus Red Velvet. I wasn't happy about this match because Will, Willow has been... Uh, a big fan favorite for a while and her showing at Ring of Honor Supercard versus uh, Mercedes Martinez gave her the opportunity for her to qualify for the Owen Hart tournament, but they gave it to Red Velvet. Don't know why, but they gave it to Red Velvet. That's not that's that's not cool. I didn't like the fact that they gave it this match to Red Velvet. People booed. I don't Red Velvet I, I will never. I cannot get over her. John Moxley versus Wheeler Yuta, one of the best matches. And I kept been saying it for a while. Wheeler Yuta, when he ended, started with AEW, they made him look like he did not know what he was doing in the ring. His first encounter with John Moxley, Moxley beat the bricks out of him in less than two minutes. Okay? This is when Moxley was going through his whole alcohol situation after that he disappeared. They fought again. He gave Moxley a run for his money. But then again, I guess that was a part of the storyline. But then again, we didn't know they were going to do the Blackpool uh, Combat Club because William Regal was still with NXT. And um, and Danielson, I think at that time, had just got there. So this match, you William Yuta and gave it to Moxley. I mean, even before the bell rang, he jumped over the top rope and landed on Moxley and started beating on him. But then... Of course, Moxley being Moxley, he busted Yuta's head when he stomped Yuta into the steel diamond plate steps and the blood was running. And then Yuta hit a body press from the outs- from the top rope to the outside that landed on Moxley and through a table, which was incredible. This, this was incredible. And then you had Yuta getting out of the paradise shift not once, but twice. Twice. This was a great magic. But then, you know, he, you know, Moxley tried to choke him out. That didn't work. But then he tried to choke out Moxley with the bulldog choke. That didn't work, you know. 
but Mox had to choke him out in order to beat Wheeler Yuta. Wheeler Yuta, who just won the pure the pure rest ROH title. I don't know if it's a world title, but it's a pure ROH title. And he showed a lot of courage. And I know what Willie Uta is made of because I saw Willie Uta two years ago. When I saw him, I was very impressed. He wrestles in New Japan. He does all that stuff. And, you know, um, William Regal shook his hand. He shook his hand and whatnot. Gave him the respect that he deserved and that he should have been deserving a long time ago. But, you know, um, I guess um, AEW was, I don't know what they were planning to, to do with him, but it's crazy. I know uh, I put something, um, let me see. Oh, FTR explained why they fired Tully Blanchard as their manager. They said that he wasn't focused. Scott Norton joins Bullet Club for a 12-man tag team at New Japan Windy City Riot, which is going to be incredible. Uh, NWO, former NWO, joins the Bullet Club, which is going to be a, a 12, I think it's a 12-man, yeah, 12-man tag team coming up. I think it's eight on Windy City Riot. I think it's April 16th. I could be wrong, but, you know, it's a lot of stuff going on in wrestling, but, you know, that is it for me today, guys. So um, I just gave you probably 30, 40 minutes of, of probably 30, yeah, about 45 minutes of what's going on in wrestling. Um, but, um, you know, if you guys want to follow me, follow me on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also follow my store, my merchandise store at tcwr.veryimpressive.com. You can follow me there. You can follow this broadcast it will be an audio format you can follow in apple spotify google podcast um what else uh, amazon music anchor and any major audio podcast that you guys like to listen to your favorite show in case you don't want to sit in front of a computer and listen to it, this will be turned into audio so you guys can listen to it so that is it for me today this week guys and hopefully we'll see what happens this week There's a lot of interesting stuff going on in wrestling especially in aew again Looking forward for that big match, Samoa Joe versus Minoru Suzuki. That is a dream match. And AEW has been putting dream matches on as of late. So as New Japan, uh, New Japan Strong. And uh, um, and I think New Japan, uh, New Japan World has joined with AEW to show, I believe, is Rampage on the broadcast. So, you know, a lot of things going on in wrestling. And if you're a professional wrestling fan, you could enjoy it. If you're a sports entertainment fan, I guess you like watching WWE. That's on you. But I'm not going to keep knocking WWE. I'm just going to tell you what it is. And you see your own stuff. You guys see it on Monday nights. You see it on Friday nights. Um, again, I, I don't know where Roman Reigns is going with his title now that he's beating almost everybody. I, the only one I could think of that he should be having a challenge with is um, pretty much... Um, Cody Rose, but Cody Rose is going to have to get wins or whatever in order for him to get that to happen. So that is it for me today, guys. I will see you guys next week. Top guy out. Get the